What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer starting October 17th. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. Monday edition, East Coast Bias. We got two-thirds of the team here. Raheem Palmer, J.J. John, Jastrzemski, Joe House out on assignment. It felt cool. It felt proper. It felt important, Raheem Palmer, to say that. Uh, I hope you're doing all right. I-, I-, I know you had a couple that you want back. There's one that's really eating at you. So uh, kind of talk the audience through how your Sunday football viewing uh, experience played out. So that New England Patriots game, that cost me like a Toyota Camry. I'm just like, it it just was, it was brutal. I I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. When I look at the game, like the Patriots were probably the wrong side because it felt like the the Raiders were able to move the ball at will. But for Matt Jones, I mean, to get sacked on that safety, it it, it just can't happen like that. It, It just was a brutal beat. Left a really sore taste in my mouth. And I can totally understand that, Raheem. And honestly, I'm watching the games unfold. I'm watching the 4 o'clock late afternoon window. And for some reason, that Raider-Patriot game was, like, intriguing to me. Like, the Jets and the Eagles was my big screen. We'll get to that in a matter of moments. But that that game, like, towards the end, it was close. I'm thinking New England's going to pull it out late. The Raiders are going to find a way to screw it up. And after Devontae Parker drops that bomb, and it actually was a good throw. I give Mac Jones a lot of crap. He put that one right on the money. That's a ball that's got to be caught. You have that unfold, and then all of a sudden, I see them moving backwards on the penalty, and I'm like, dude, he's going to get safetyed. 
and they're going to lose this game on a safety because he's got to try and chuck it up or make something happen, just showing absolutely zero awareness. But of course, it ends up falling right on the number just for you. Yeah, I, I mean, it just it is what it is. But when I look at this Patriots team, they're so undisciplined. They got two penalties on that drive. And to me, the, the play before the Devontae Parker drop was key because they got a holding penalty, which pushed them back. And then you have to throw down the field. So I've never seen an uh, undisciplined Bill Belichick team. They got two two penalties on the first drive of the game, like right away. So um, this is a team that's going to be really difficult to bat. Um, they can't throw the ball down the field. They they can't score. I mean, when you look now, if, like just the hint on next week, they're playing the Buffalo Bills. That total opened 43 and a half, and it's already down to 42 and a half. And I don't think I don't think it's it's low enough because this Bills team, I, I mean, like the Bills should be able to, to name their score, but the Patriots just aren't gonna be able to keep up with them. So um I would probably go under there. I'm glad you mentioned the Bills. Because we had these two monster favorites yesterday. And we kind of talked about this on Ringer Wise, guys. We talked about it on East Coast Bias. One of them was going to be in for a sweat. And to be honest with you, Raheem, I thought it was going to be Miami at 14 nothing down. I mean, I'm MFing. I'm throwing stuff after Bryce Young and the Panthers score on back-to-back drives. And all of a sudden, that game, it goes from 14 nothing Carolina to 21-14 Miami in the blink of an eye, and then Miami does their thing, and they win going away in the second half. You did have some spread drama in that game with Mike White throwing a pick six, then the Dolphins getting an onside kick and scoring anyway, but that's not what I want to get into. The giant bill game. Buffalo should have lost outright to the New York Giants, and I don't know if it was the revenge angle for Brian Dable or the fact that Tyrod Taylor, even though that giant offensive line still stinks, he didn't look as shell-shocked as Daniel Jones. He was getting the ball out of his hands quickly. He didn't get sacked as much. He took a couple of shots down the field. He played a solid game. But for Raheem, for the Giants to not get points at the end of the first half with like 12 seconds left, no timeouts, running the football, it, it, it's inexcusable. Then at the end of the game, I didn't love the play call. Yes, Darren Waller got hold. If he's Travis Kelsey, they'd probably throw a flag there in that spot. But you can't come away with two possessions on the one-yard line and have zero points to talk about it. But, of course, the Giants gave Buffalo everything they could handle in that game. Yeah, I mean, they they really did. Um, And I don't know what to make of it. I mean, obviously, you have the trends on teams coming back from London, and they tend to struggle. Um, The other team tends to go over their, their team total. And then... Also, it's so funny because outside of the Jacksonville game, when you look at all the 11 games where a team's come back from London, they've either been trailing or tied at some point in the fourth quarter. And that Giants-Bills game was no different. Now, I hated that play call. I think at the end of the day, you got to put Tyron on a rollout or you got to get the ball to Saquon Barkley, who's your best player. Um, So it was disappointing to see that. But yeah, like you said, you have to get points at the end of that first half. And I'm right there with you on the rollout with Tyrod Taylor. I didn't want the Giants to basically run it into the line. They had way too many instances where that did not work out in this particular game. But yeah, too risky. To me, too high risk of play call there in that spot. I want to have a couple of more options. Doesn't end up working out. So uh, Buffalo, man, they continue to be this enigma. They dominate Miami the way they did. And I get it, Raheem. London, we talked about it. I kind of like the Giants in this game. I just thought it was way too many points. 
But we saw Jacksonville play back-to-back weeks in London, and they had no issue coming back and and smoking and steamrolling the Indianapolis Colts. This just, like, continues to be a trend with the Bills where it's like you really don't know on what given week what kind of performance you're going to get from this team. You look at this Giants team. They've been abysmal, and Josh Allen was 19 to 30 for 169 yards. Like, you expect a lot more than that. They only scored 14 points in this game. So I, I just, I'm stunned because it's just everybody's been scoring on this Giants defense. I mean, I think Arizona put up 28 points on them. So I, I don't know if the Giants defense was magically fixed overnight or the, the Bills just didn't take this game seriously. But this was strange. We had two undefeated teams go down on Sunday. So those 72 Dolphins could go and pop some champagne. The Eagles lose outright. They lose in their first time in franchise history to the New York Jets. And then you had Cleveland with P.J. Walker surviving against the beat-up San Francisco 49ers. I'll phrase it to you this way, Raheem. What outcome surprised you more Sunday? The Jets winning outright or the Brownies winning outright? So this is so funny because I actually had the Jets money line live. Um, I sent you the t- I don't know if you saw the ticket. No, I did. I did. I wish it would make up for what happened in that Patriot game, but that's okay. Oh, no, it, it kind of made up for it. I mean, I'm the profiting for the day, but... There you go. Nice. When I was watching that Eagles game, I felt like... I mean, coming into it, I felt like it was a, it was an easy Eagles win. And I felt like through the first quarter, I was right. But when I saw Lane Johnson went down, I saw that they really couldn't protect Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts was rattled. And... When I saw that, I said the Jets have a real chance of winning this game. So that didn't really surprise me. I think what surprised me was the fact that, like, you got Jake Elliott missing field goals. <clears throat> you got Jalen Hurts throwing that, that interception at the end of the game. Like, that was a, a game the Eagles should have won. So that surprised me. But then when I look at, you know, Cleveland and San Francisco, San Francisco had major injuries. Obviously, Debo Samuel got knocked out. You got Christian McCaffrey got knocked out. And they weren't the same team. And this Cleveland defense is for real. Like, so I knew that they would keep it close. But when you lose two guys of that caliber, then, I mean, you're playing with one arm tied behind your back. So it wasn't that surprising that Cleveland won that game. Um, I just think injuries, like, really affected both teams. So I'm annoyed that I was skittish on the Browns and that I backed off my initial lean from early in the week because I thought all week I was going to bet Cleveland. Then the Deshaun Watson news comes out, and I'm like, man, the Niners are wagging. I'm staying away from this game. I'm not going to bet it. So I have a a little buyer's remorse, whatever you want to call it, as far as it goes. The Jet game, now, I didn't think they were going to win, Raheem. I I never for a minute thought the Jets were going to win the game. I thought they'd be live in a game. Just figured Philly would be teased and parlayed and everything. That line, even with the injury news with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, they kept it at six and a half. And you're right. The Lane Johnson injury was a big deal. Yes, Philadelphia played a sloppy game. But if you think about the actual outcome, the Eagles still had the game one, Raheem. They still had the game one, third down play. If Jalen Hurts does not throw an interception and it doesn't get returned there by Tony Adams, Philadelphia is still winning the game, dude. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about that because... You think the Jets needed- would have marched it down the field? They couldn't move the ball all game. They were kind of moving the ball at points, but they would have a holding penalty here and there. They would get it to the 50. They would stall out. 
Like, I think it was a good... I mean, I, I probably put it 35-65. All right, <laughs> fair. No, I understand that. But basically, the one thing that couldn't happen on third down is what happened to Jalen Hurts. And look, Philadelphia, I, I think they were shell-shocked as soon as that happened. I thought, to be fair, though, Raheem, they played it right by allowing the Jets to score. Did you have an issue with that? I kind of liked it. I loved it. Um, I mean, I didn't love it, actually. I was mad as a Jets backer, <laughs> but I loved the strategy from the from the Eagles. <laughs> I actually have a question. I have a question for you. Sure. So you're looking at the New York Jets right now. Yes. And what is their record right now? Three and three. Which, by the way, they would have signed for three and three going into their bye with Aaron Rodgers, Raheem. With Aaron Rodgers. Because think about their schedule. We talked about it when we were doing all our summer shows. Kansas City, the Eagles, the Bills. To be 3-3, and give Robert Sal and that staff a lot of credit. But yes, continue. So, FanDuel right now has the New York Jets plus 390 to make the postseason. So, I did my win totals episode in week two. And I kind of spoke about teams that I'm, I'm, I'm buying, teams that I'm selling. And when I ran my model, it actually liked the Jets to to win nine games. And I I found that interesting. So at plus 390, do you want to take a shot on the Jets to make the postseason? Because the AFC is looking a lot weaker than we thought it would look. Excellent point. Excellent, excellent question. Yes. Yes, Raheem. I am willing, despite the fact that Zach Wilson is still their quarterback, to maybe put a couple of shekels down. On the Jets at plus 390 to make the playoffs. Because let's think about this for a minute. You figure Miami and Buffalo are going to be in. That's two. You figure Kansas City is going to be in. That's three. The AFC North is going to have a whole lot of cannibalization. You're going to have a lot of those teams. Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens. Kind of beating each other up. We're not believers in the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll get to that, I'm sure, when we make our Monday Night Football prediction. And listen, Jacksonville looks the part. They have definitely righted the ship. They're playing terrific football now. D'Amico Ryans and the Texans have been very impressive. But the point being is, you're getting a really good number at plus 390. And Dream, their schedule gets a lot more favorable in the second half of the year. Now, look. Games like Houston, for example, that is a part of that quote-unquote favorable schedule, maybe not as easy as you thought, but is there a pathway for the Jets with their schedule to get to nine or maybe ten wins and then find their way into the dance? Yes. Dude, I'm I'm willing to take that wager. In fact, I'm going to get on it right now. Jets plus 390 to make the playoffs. I like it. Yeah, I mean, they got the New York Giants coming up next. And we know the New York Giants, they don't have an offensive line, and you have a good defense in the Jets. I mean, they can have a winning record as far as their next game. So um, I found that interesting. That's a very, very interesting point and a very, very interesting nugget. Now, when we come back, we have a Monday night football game to get to, and we'll maybe uh, give you a look at anything that might have caught our eye as far as what you see, as far as the look-aheads. Plus, we do have two baseball games tonight. Texas, they were good to me last night. Am I getting back on the well? Am I going back to the wagon? You'll have to see. All right, East Coast Pies boys, come right back. All right, we got a couple of things to look forward to here. Big night. You got a good Monday night football game. 
you got two baseball games. You got one at 430 with Texas and Houston. You got a second with Raheem's Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Raheem, let's do Monday Night Football first. Okay. Cowboys, Chargers. Do you know my feelings on this game? I've said it all week. I said it on East Coast Bias. I said it on Ringer Wise, guys. I love the Cowboys here. They're going to have a partisan crowd. I think they're going to be ticked off. I think Dan Quinn is going to have an advantage over Kellen Moore. I think that's going to be a big key and a big factor in this game. And I kind of think it's a good buy low spot on the Cowboys who got embarrassed and humiliated a week ago against the San Francisco 49ers. Line was as high as two and a half. FanDuel's got it right now at one and a half. I feel great about it, Raheem. How about them Cowboys? I think they bounce back, dude. Okay, so I'm a little scared of the side. And the biggest reason why is the Cowboys miss Kellen Moore. <laughs> like, when you look at the Cowboys' offense performance last year, they had a positive EPA per play, 0.29, 44% success rate, 28 points per game. This year, negative 0.15 EPA, 41% success rate, 19th in DVOA, and they've only played the 22nd ranked schedule of opposing defenses. So it's not like you have a team who is, I mean, outside of the 49ers, they're playing all these top-tier defenses. They, the offense has just been abysmal. And you have a team in the Cowboys who's only converting 36% of their red zone trips. They've been in the red zone 19 times and only converted 36%. So I can't trust this Cowboys offense at all. Um, If there's one thing that I trust, it's the Cowboys' defense, and I think they'll be able to slow down the Chargers. I, mean, I think they're going to miss Mike Williams in this game. Um, if, if I got to pick anything for this one, I'm taking the under 51. Um, you can find that at under 51 in a couple of spots. That's where I'm leaning towards in this game. And then um, when it comes to the Chargers, I mean, obviously they don't have a home field advantage. Um I probably would lean towards the Chargers with the two and a half, to be honest. But I, I've been wow. Bad picking. So is that is that like a sudden change here, Raheem, or have you kind of been leaning Chargers all week? Um, I, I, I I've been bad picking Cowboys games this year. Um, I, I just I, I just don't like what I'm seeing from this Cowboys offense, and I think when it comes down to it, Herbert is the better quarterback. The Chargers are the better offense, and I mean at this point in time. If you can't score in the red zone and you can't score efficiently, that's what I trust at this point in time. Um, so that's where I would lean. All right, so I understand that, and, and I get that logic as far as the quarterback is concerned. I'm taking the best unit in the game, though. To me, the best unit in the game is the Cowboy defense. And, and I think they got humiliated, whooped, and embarrassed a week ago. And I think they're ready. I do. That's You know what? That's fair. I mean, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm likely not going to bet the Chargers. I don't like to bet teams... I don't like the fade teams coming off a blowout because I mean this this is a spot where you know they should show they should show up. Second straight primetime game, you got beat down. Like this is a spot where you show up. But I just personally, I mean, I I, I don't want to play a side. I want to play the under. <laughs> and knowing the track record with these two particular teams, this game will probably be very nutty. This game will probably be very bizarre. It will probably have a strange way it ends up wrapping up. Uh, so fully expect that as you're watching this game on Monday night. And Dream, I'm telling you on the total. Because to me, there's a direct correlation with Dallas winning this game and this game going under. I, I do see that. Because I think Dallas's defense does have to be the difference if they're going to go and win the game. 
And this total get, got jacked up here, man. I'll take the under 51. Sign me yeah, up, dude. I mean, and, and you look at primetime unders this year. They've been crushing. So, I mean, if it's not broke, I'm not going to try to fix it. So, <laughs> let's just roll with the under. <laughs> hey, we'll roll with the under. I like the sound of that. Okay, we have two baseball games. I want to get to these because ALCS, Texas, Jordan Montgomery, Texas with some great defense. They go into Houston. They beat Verlander in game one. Now you have playoff ace Nathan Ovaldi, who was great with the Red Sox, has been fantastic in the postseason in his two starts for the Texas Rangers, going up against Fran Valdez. And the series price for this one, Raheem, I grabbed Texas to win the series yesterday at plus money. I grabbed Texas in game one. Now the series price has shifted quite a bit. Texas is at minus 210 to win the series. And if you look at game two on FanDuel, Astros at minus 124, Rangers at plus 106. Raheem, I'm going right back to the well here. I'm taking Texas tonight. I know it's a must for Houston. I know Valdez has great playoff history. So too does Evaldi. And I I just think the, the Rangers have all of this momentum working in their favor. They are red hot. They have not lost a game in this postseason. Now they got their best postseason pitcher on the mound. I'm grabbing that plus money for the second straight day, dude. I love Texas. I'm going to keep riding them until I can't ride them no more, big boy. Give me Texas. Wow. I mean, so you're not worried about, I know of, of all these, his, his velocity has been down um, lately. You're not worried about that? I, I think no, I'm not. I'm going to tell, tell you why I'm not, Raheem. I just saw him in the postseason pitch great back-to-back starts. So, hey, he shut down Baltimore. He, he, he shut down Toronto or Tampa, whoever the hell he faced. You know, you, no, I'm not worried about it. I was, you know what I was worried about, Raheem? In the wild card round against Tampa. And then Evaldi stuck it up my face. Ah, that's fair. I think the one thing that I, I'm reminded of is that when he was with the Red Sox, the Astros beat up on him in the postseason. So that's the one thing that scares me. Um, I, I'm not really crazy about Valdez. Um he was dominant against the Rangers last season. Um, but this year, I mean, Texas is beat up on him. So I think this might be an uh, like an overplay. Um, I'm not playing anything on this game. <laughs> I'm just going to stay away. Um, I like the Rangers last night. I didn't play it, unfortunately. I wish I did. Um, but I wish you the best of luck with this one. Well, I appreciate that dream. Now, something that's near and dear to your heart. The National League Championship Series. The Philadelphia Phillies just took care of the Atlanta Braves. The Arizona Diamondbacks swept the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I bet them in game one. And I can't believe, Raheem, that I didn't think they had a prayer to win the series. I totally dropped the ball on that when we did our playoff preview. And that one really pissed me off because we missed out on a great ticket with Arizona. Be that as it may, everyone's going to bet Philly. I don't think Philly is losing this series. But something a little off about this line tonight. I'm seeing nothing but Philadelphia tickets. You got money backing, sharp money, backing the Diamondbacks. Gallon, who's been great all year. Zach Wheeler, another one of those guys who's been a phenomenal playoff performer. I'll defer to you on this, Raheem. Your thoughts on the Phillies at minus 178 for the series and your thoughts on the Phillies tonight in game one at minus 165. So I think that series price and I think the game one price has just been bet up to the point where you basically have to be Arizona or pass. Um, but when you look at the Philadelphia Phillies at home, 49 and 32 at home this season, this team does not lose at home at all. 
Um, so I'm not backing the the Diamondbacks. The Phillies have home field advantage. I think that's huge for this series. I mean, Citizen Bank Park probably has the one of the best home field advantages in sports right now. Um, and when you look at how the Phillies are pitching, um, I, I just can't go against them. So I don't like the price, but I do like the Phillies. Okay. Is there a way you would think about betting this series? Do you think you could go Phillies minus one and a half games here and get away with it? Mm, I think what, oh, what we have here is we're going to do the same thing we did in the wild card round. We're going to do game one Phillies, series Phillies, plus 110. Plus 110. I like that. I like yeah. that. And, and I'm going to take that, and I'm also going to take a minus one and a half games. Because if you do that, then all of a sudden you're getting the Phillies at plus 118 to win the series, Raheem. Just don't yeah. go seven. Yeah. I, I like I like both of those. I, I think both of those are probably the way to play it. I mean, w- like if we had done this podcast about a week ago, or not a week ago, I mean, three days ago, we would have got a good number on the Phillies. I think it was minus 140, minus 150 range. That I feel comfortable with. But when you're you're talking about laying 178, 180, I just think at some point there's, there's value on the other side. And I'm still not willing to back Arizona. Like I would, I would probably need like, you know, what a, was Arizona plus 150? I probably would need like plus 170 or so. Well, Raheem, I know it's going to be a very eventful night for you. You got the Cowboys, you got the Phillies. So a uh, whole lot of multitasking going on. Make sure the two TVs are set up and let's cash them, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't know how much WNBA did you bet, but I think the Liberty are probably going to take this to a, a crucial game five. Um, wow. So I should be thinking I should be thinking about that then on Wednesday. A Liberty bet for game four. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that Chelsea Gray, she um had that lower um, body injury. And I I, th- I think that puts them in a bad spot. Um, So I see this game going to game four, five, to be honest with you. Fascinating. And real quick, Raheem, if there's anything, I don't know if you have fired anything in for next week. Uh, I have not, full disclosure, I'm not there yet. I have two events for a Monday coming up. You know what I mean? But is there a bet that you saw already on the board for week uh, number seven that caught your eye? So it, this has been frustrating because we were already we're, we're seeing some moves. Um, like there, a, a lot of the games that I liked have already moved. Um, if I had to do anything, I would probably go under for Thursday night football. I know Trevor Lawrence got banged up. The Saints have continued to go under. I mean, they've gone under in like 12 straight games now. <laughs> so you can get that under 40 and a half right now on FanDuel. So that's probably where I would go. Uh, one I'm keeping an eye on is LA and the, and the Chiefs because that game always seems to end up being a three-point game. I don't know if we'll get a better or worse number. I'm banking on the fact that maybe we get a little bit of a worse number if Dallas takes care of business tonight. Seeing that one open up at five and a half for him. You know that game's going to be high scoring and you know that game's going to be a three-point game. You and I both know it. You know what? Now that I think about it, I kind of want to grab the Chargers right now. I think we I might as well. I'm betting against them Monday. I will be betting them on Sunday. Guaranteed. Chargers getting points in Kansas City. That's like a tradition unlike any other. Yeah, FanDuel has six right now. Um, and I mean, and divisional opponent, the Chiefs offense hasn't been great. I, I think that's where I want to go. I, I agree with you there. Well, Dream, I will see you later in the week for a Western Conference preview on East Coast Bias. We'll have the full preview of the Week 7 card. A lot of monster games. Detroit and Baltimore. Miami and Philadelphia on Sunday night, Kansas City and those Los Angeles Chargers. 
Uh, good luck to you, Cowboys. I'm invested. Good luck to you, Phillies. I'm invested, and I will see you on Thursday, amigo. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Fahim Palmer, John Zuschemski, good job by the Wargon Warrior. East Coast Bias Boys with House back in the mix on Thursday. We'll chat then. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in within Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.